Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, Cheeseheads. Welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. After an international break that seemed to last forever, we're back with a win, and what a win it was. In about the 95th minute, it looked like all hope was gone, but then somehow, within 10 minutes, we end up victorious. What a way to win a football match. Joining me, he's got a very sore throat, same as me, all the way from South London. Is at the game today, it's Mr. Paul Muir. How you doing, Paul? <laughs> that was good today, wasn't it? Never in doubt. Never in doubt. <laughs> yeah, um, it was in doubt. It was in doubt for quite a time. Yeah, to be fair. That was in equally frustrating and thrilling in uh, equal measures today. But uh, that was one of them days, and I was really glad to uh, to witness that. So uh, I'm really looking forward yeah. to getting to have a chat with you guys about it because I'm still a bit kind of I'm still on a come down really. Uh, but yeah, good result. No, same. I feel weird. I mean, if I'm, I was just saying to Seb that like. I was so angry after they scored. Obviously, we've got all the frustration with the game and the ref, which we'll talk about in a bit. I felt like just so angry at the situation. I was like, this is just typical. They've scored. Then when we got the equaliser, I didn't think there would be any chance. There wasn't really a lot of time left in the game. There didn't think any chance for us to get that second. When we did, I ran down the stairs, giving it the Vs, giving it, <laughs> giving it the middle finger to the Sheffield. I just was so annoyed. And I got home, I was still a bit annoyed, even though I was elated as well. Like, yeah. it's oh, such an amazing like feeling. And the crowd were absolutely awesome today. I thought the atmosphere was brilliant. And that like, the celebrations after that second goal were great. Like, what a day out. Also, anyway, joining, wasn't at the game, sadly for him. <laughs> it's Mr. Seb Short, aiding Seb. You guys are way too calm after that. Way too long. <laughs> I tell you what, I am. I'm still absolutely pumped. Peter Banks, the worst referee in the Prem. Where's 15 injuries? Fodrenham. Paul anti football Heckingbottom. Arctic Monkeys. Kel Brook. <laughs> Jessica Ennis Hill. Sean Bean. You can stick your poison steel pipe up your ass. <laughs> love it. Yes, love it. yes. Yeah. Come on. I tell you what, boys. My heart's still going. I don't know how you've calmed down so quick. <laughs> you want to come back on the uh, Victoria line, which is about 130 degrees. <laughs> it's far. It, oh, that, that'll calm me down. I gave out two bottles of water that I had. Just literally, this woman was going to keel over at Green Park. It was uh, uh, it was proper warm today. <laughs> it was a hot day when it zilch wind. Like I got to the stadium after a walk about up the high road, and um, yeah, it took me about twenty five minutes to cool down. Must have been difficult. They had a few water breaks as well on the pitch today, but like I was surprised that the intensity of the game didn't really show that because it was it was clearly a hot day for playing football. But, yeah. Uh, nevertheless, 
Right, let's crack in as we always do with the lineup. Paul, give us your thoughts. Um, Unchanged. Richarlison. Richarlison, obviously, you know, he's had his issues away with Brazil. Yeah. So probably not that much of a surprise to see him stick with Sun up top. No, not at all. It's well known uh, what's happened to um, Richie, as you say, the international break. So I, I was pretty, yeah, you know, I, I was pretty happy. With, I think it was an unchanged lineup from um, from Burnley mm. as well. I was glad to see that he stuck with Solomon because I think I think there's a player there. I really do. Yeah. Um, and, and then yeah, Son through the middle. I knew we were going to get a lot of the ball. Uh, I think we had like 70% of the ball. Um, glad that Madison had a chance to put behind quite a disappointing special break behind him. And mm. uh, yeah, cooler. But that midfield as well. It, when you look at that midfield and you know what it's capable of, you, you're always fairly confident when when you see that lineup. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I wasn't surprised to uh, see an unchanged lineup from Burnley. No. How about you, Seb? The one thing for me as well is that looking at the bench now, it's like we've got options off there, isn't it? It's, it's quite a nice balanced bench. You're always going to be all right when you've got Eric Dyer on the bench, mate. It's fine. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> but no, no, I, I, again, getting serious now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I looked at that and, you know, Richarlison uh, on the bench, um, Johnson, obviously, um, mm. Perisic, Hoybier. We talked about them in the past and what they do when they come on. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously to to mention the, well, who knows what what's kind of going on uh, behind the scenes, but Dyer's back in. The rumour apparently is that he was never out of favour. He was just injured. Not sure if I believe mm. that. And then Lloris is obviously not, even though he's been included in the squad, uh, he's he's not the number two. Um, so yeah, a little bit, little bit odd, um, but really kind of to be expected. I I, I would have thought. Yeah, agreed. Um, I was kind of a bit surprised when we announced the the, the squad this week with Lloris in there. That, that seems to have been a, a huge fuck up, doesn't it, mm. on someone's half? Mm. I know, I, I saw his statement about not wanting to go to Lille without guarantees of sort of first team football and it being at the last minute and being forced to make that decision. But I mean, come on then. Like, if you decide you're going to leave a football club, then I'd expect his agent to be doing some groundwork and speaking to clubs that he might want to go to. So the fact that he's, you know, left here, not in favour, it's a bit of a sour end. It's, it's a horrible end, isn't it? It's a horrible end because, like, you know, he, he, he replaced Friedel. Do you remember? Yeah, and that under yeah, AVB. Yeah. What was that, 11 years ago? 10 and a half, 11 seasons ago? And he's been fantastic. You know, last season was, was not good. I, I tried to defend him, no pun intended, and um, <laughs> uh, it wasn't very good. Um, but this is a really... Sorry, uh, just like a horrible end for, for, for his career with us, especially as a captain... He obviously, something obviously happened at half time at Newcastle, um, and we haven't seen him since. It's it's a weird, just not it's a really unsavoury ending, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah, we move on. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. But it's, it's a bit strange when he's left out of the squad, um, and you and you kind of think I know, and Don Bello probably wants to go and play football somewhere, but he hasn't got enough about him to try and fight for his place in the squad. But I, I probably would have rather had him fighting for a place in the team than have Larissa as like a third choice yeah, goalkeeper. I agree. Mm. But there we go. Anyway, cracking into the game. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you thought about this one beforehand, but looking at the way Sheffield have you know set themselves up and the way they play, they're not great at keeping possession. Uh, they've not been great in front of goal. I felt like if we, if we get an early-ish goal, then this could be an absolute cricket score. You know, people around me were saying this could be four or five nil today. Didn't transpire like that, did it? Um, and, and, and to be fair, Paul, I thought they put on some early pressure from the start, didn't they? Uh, really, really well set up. Played five across the midfield. Here, Bogle, Hammer, D'Souza, McAtee and Thomas. I thought uh, workmanlike, if my my grandfather was still alive, he'd be saying this now. Oh, yeah, very workmanlike. Yeah, hard-working kind of functional midfield. Mm. 
wasn't afraid to let us have the ball on the outside and then play that kind of medium-low block. Um, But, yeah, when they broke, um, McBurney just won everything in the air in the first half. I mean, Mm. Mickey Van de Ven eventually decided to, like, not even even compete with him in the second half and just pick up the second ball because everything was going to Archer. It was like it was a little man, big man up front. I mean, he's he's, he's a unit, McBurney. I mean, he's... He obviously he's, he's, he lifts, um, but he was winning. He, he was winning everything. So when they did, and they were getting some joy, like a long ball and like you know the flick on to like Archer, and and as you say, they you know they put on some pressure. But um, I was always fairly confident that you know we weren't going to get a kind of like you know a deluge of like shots from outside the box or something like that at all. So yeah, it, no. that that beginning it was it was frustrating. It, it again it it, it, it was because like we were taking too long with a ball and we were like. It was three or four touches rather than one or two touches. And yeah. they forced us out wide, as I was saying, because they really packed that middle area. And Madison found it really hard to get on in, in, in the space. Very little space between their back three and their midfield. Very little space. And that's where Madison normally operates. Agreed. And I thought as well, when they ran out as, you know, in the first sort of five, ten minutes, it didn't really result in much. But, you know, no. Archer was was being tricky. Bogle on the wing. Um, and... Yeah, it was it, it was a nervy start, and I feel like Seb that that could be something which has been part of our team for quite a while, isn't it? If you go at it from the start, we've always looked a little bit anxious and a bit nervy, but we settled into that half, didn't we? And I felt then we just went on to dominate it. We had so many opportunities, so many shots in that first half. What was it? Seven shots on target or something? Yeah, so, yeah, seven shots on target. Fodringham um, managed to get his hands on on all seven of them in between, kind of falling over and. Uh, Holding on to the ball for twenty minutes at a time, um, but, um, but yeah, I, f- I felt like we 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 played well. I, I, you know, I've said it um, in the games that I've seen so far this season. I've enjoyed watching us, and I enjoy. I still enjoyed that first half. You're always, you know, I don't want to sound like a, a book of cliches, but it's Premier League. Every team's going to create opportunities against you, or have some, you know. A, some something against you. It's very rare that you mm. you have forty five minutes of football. I felt like we were comfortable, and I also felt uh, going on what Paul said the, with the McBurney thing that it was almost a a, um, a tactic, if you like, to to let him have have the ball because I felt like a lot of his flick ons mm. and, and things like that that he was doing, we we were just mopping them straight up. So he was winning that ball, but it wasn't going anywhere. Um, mm. And obviously, they had a, had a couple of opportunities, and Vicario pulled off a, a fantastic save. Yeah. Um, down to, down to his left, that was that was their big opportunity, um, and you, you know he hadn't had too much to do, Vicario, and then pull off pull off that save. He's he's impressing me more and more every week. Yeah, I feel really kind of happy with him and, and comfortable with him, um, and Van de Ven as well. I just uh, he's every time I see him, I just enjoy watching us play. Which I, mm-hmm. you know I don't want to harp on about it. I know we've covered it, but it is just chalk and cheese to to last season and uh, and going back further than that. So I even though we didn't score, even though I felt like we were all actually a little bit um, almost excitable, I, I guess, you know, kind of thinking that like we're playing great and we're looking good and uh, taking chances, I think, a bit too early and things like that. Um, I still really enjoyed it, Franco. No, this is it. Absolutely. I was saying at halftime, the, the fact that we're getting shots on target, the fact that we're trying, the fact that we're getting in those positions rather than just, you know, recirculating the ball left yeah. to right, left to right, probing, waiting, waiting. We're actually having a dig because eventually the ball gets, you know, kicked up from a goal kick and we win it back, don't we? That's the thing. And whilst I said they had opportunities when they ran at us, they had a few opportunities where they were getting in and stuff. 
we were just there in numbers. And I don't feel like Sheffield were really willing to the rest of the team to join in the attacks, which meant that they were end up being isolated. We crowded them out and somebody put in a good tackle. And you're right, Van der Ven, Yudogi, Romero, they all looked strong in defence today and, uh, and, and sort of broke up plays left, right and centre. Bissouma as well was good. Saar was good. That midfield today, that midfield was, Saar was everywhere in like yeah. 25 minutes onwards. From about first 20, he was on the right-hand side in front of Poro and behind Kulu. But then he was just everywhere. The kid is the kid is superb, sir. He really is. He's, he's fantastic. He's, I'm, yeah. I'm so happy the way he's playing for us at the moment. No, he's really grown into that role. And I think that maybe the first 15 minutes, we were a little bit off the pace. I think I noticed that. I was just like, come on, we need to just be a little bit quicker. And it, and it was a bit slow and a little bit sort of <laughs> like our old football a little yeah. bit. But like I said, I felt like that half, we, we grew into it. We got opportunities. And, you know, apart from Vicario having to make one or two saves, that, that one shot that they had that was probably going on target and hit one of their own players, that was all they really threatened with whilst we were sort of, getting in there and and could have had some you know better better shots on target and um we would have had a few goals but it did feel like we needed to get that goal to sort of put the pressure on them to make them come out a bit more because they were quite content to sit deep like you said Paul and crowd out those areas mm. um but yeah second half started and, and and it was much the same i feel like the second half we were a pace above them they they were just by the sort of 60th minute i felt like they were really struggling to keep up and it just felt like they felt a bit defeated by then but then, lo and behold, Paul, they go and get that goal. Yeah. <laughs> and at that point, it was just, I don't know, it felt like a, a typical game that we've, we've seen over the years <laughs> where we get frustrated by another team defending, 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 and then snatching that one opportunity, didn't it? So, yeah, we've come out quite well. We've, we've knocked it around for the first five, eight minutes. And then uh, the ref has made some, I don't know, dog shit <laughs> decisions. And he lost control. Between about, I had a quick look up the scoreboard. I think it was like 54, 55 minutes in. For about five or six minutes, it was all going wrong for the ref. And I think, I think certainly Madison, I think he got booked because he thought the Solomon shot was tipped over or something yeah. by, the, by the keeper. Yeah. And he's and he's done the theatrics in front of the ref and he's gone down on his haunches and he's made a bit of a prick of himself, unfortunately, James Madison. <laughs> and um, he's got a book for it. He's got a book for it. But the ref had lost control at that point. The, ref, the, the, the There was... So much time wasting going down. Their centre-back was going down all the time, stretched his calf out and stuff like this. And, and it was getting really wound up. And it was really, really bitty. Long and behold, they get a long throw. And it is a hell of a throw, I've got to admit. And um, we just don't clear it. Which It's just like, as you say, it's like us of like, you know, can't clear a corner or a, a, um, uh, a long ball, a crossing uh, of the past few seasons. And... He just, he just, it's not even a good shot, is it really? It's just like it ricochets off the inside of the post and just go, it's just like, and like, I was just like, fuck. And I'm with you. I got angry at that point. It's like, obviously, you don't always get what you deserve in elite sport or in life, excuse me. But it's like, how's that happened? How has that mm. happened? Do you know what I mean? It's, but yeah, I looked at the body language after I like, you know, looked up at the players and the ball went straight back to the centre circle and they were in front of their fans giving it loads and like we were ready to go back. So obviously there was confidence there that we, we were going to come back into it. But the actual goal itself was a bit of a kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? It was just, yeah. it was it was one of them. It was one of them. Yeah, and I, and I think that's it. I mean, I was extremely frustrated. The crowd were frustrated. We were like... And the ref just didn't really seem to care. He was making bad decision after bad decision, but just sort of sticking with his arrogant, uh, his arrogant decisions. Let's go for it, because somebody online, Mr. Black Football, give you a shout out. It's um, nicely summed it up. Stonewall penalty on Madison. Seb, I mean, have you seen the replay of that? There's no way he doesn't get anywhere near the ball. Does he just kicks Madison in the back of the leg? 
Um, can I disagree with you, Franco? You can disagree with me all you want, Seb. Love it. Go on. No, I didn't think it was. I didn't think I watched it back and I didn't think it was He's a penalty. Gone uh, through the back of the Achilles, Seb. He's the, clanked him on the right Achilles. Well, maybe I haven't seen the, the, the right angle, but from for, for me where it looked like, I think it's Basham, is it? He puts his foot down and I don't think he, he touches Madison. I think Madison then plants his foot after and, and kind of goes down the side of Basham's Basham's foot, and it, M- Madison will feel like he's he's been kicked or he's gone down down the back of back of his leg. But no, I have to be honest, I didn't think that that was a penalty. I did think the most ridiculous thing that I've probably seen a referee do on a football pitch were the two um, drop ball incidents, or one that was a drop ball, and then the exact same thing happened five minutes later, <laughs> and it wasn't a drop ball. I had no idea what he was doing by this point. Uh, like you say, he'd lost all control. The whole Fotheringham thing with um, holding on to the ball and then he had the eye injury and uh, when he looked it back, it didn't look like he'd been hit in the eye at all by Van der Ven. And um, there, there was there was so much in that kind of short space of time. It felt like, it, like something was going to burst. And unfortunately... Like you said, what happened was that they scored, and that was the kind of that kind of burst it. With regards to goal, mm. um, I thought it was really bad defending. Actually, it was the one time that we switched yeah. off. Everyone kind of, I think they knew the the throwing was coming, and the defence has kind of shifted over to 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 the left where the throwing come came from, uh, and left mm. a man pretty much unmarked at the end, just kind of sneaking around the back. It is, it's the type of thing that that with my boys coaching, I'd be going mad about because you just literally, it's man for man, just switch on and look at where the run's coming from, um, which they which they didn't do. Um, but I didn't feel like I, I you, it's probably different for you boys being in, in the stadium and, and like you say, the kind of anger of it because we played quite well and things it seemed like it was going to go our way, but actually watching it kind of a bit colder, if you like, I still, I still felt, felt like it was, it was there for us. I felt, still just felt like we were playing good football. We were having corners, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then, then he makes some changes and be interesting to know what you boys think of that. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. We'll just we'll go through some of the things about the ref and why he was so frustrating. This. And I'd agree, those two decisions, which did seem the same. I mean, giving a drop ball to us on the edge of their box seemed like a weird decision to give in the first place. But then he seemed to change his mind and some obviously went up and he explained his decision to Son. So he must have had some confidence in what he was doing. But you do think he must have got one of them wrong then because they seem like identical situations. Um that was very strange. Then, like again, my mate Danny, uh, shout out to Danny, came down at half time. We had a chat, and he was basically saying, "Well, now that the ref's got that yellow for you know the, the handling on the edge of the box, mm. he won't be able to time waste anymore because the ref will give him another card." And I was like, "I don't think so because refs are so it seems like hesitant to to send a keeper off for something like that for time wasting, which is why you've seen it in games before." keepers time waste get a yellow card for it and then time waste for the rest of the game the ref does nothing and that classic one where the ref walks away keeps his back turned at the goalkeeper even though like you know no goal kicks being taken but almost like if I can't see it it's not happening the entire crowd booing you know what I mean it was just it was just a mad situation the fact that you could see the effect it was having on the crowd you could hear the effect it was having and and did nothing about it so I thought that was um, 
a bit stupid, to be fair, from the ref. And I thought, like you say, Paul, he, he completely lost control of the game. And then you've got Bogle, again, just keeps trying to go down all the time, didn't he? This is like, what, yeah. you can't just sit down on the pitch because like, you, you could walk five metres and go off the pitch if that's what you want to do. And the ref just allowed it to happen. Again, that challenge on the goalie, Higginbottom said that he's got stitches on his face, but it seemed like nothing really. And he just went down really easily. Yeah, the the ref was just having a man, and then like Madison was obviously getting wound up by it. But refs have to take some accountability for the sort of the the situation they're creating because if they don't officiate a game well, you're going to frustrate players. Mm. And then again with the Bogle situation, that's when it all sort of kicked off, didn't it? There was sort of some Bisuma was lucky, put his face in there, and he was having to go at him on the floor. And you're just thinking, come on, guys, like we need to come out of this without anyone getting yellows. Um, in the end, the ref gave what was it, thirteen yellow cards, one red card. You can't give that many cards in a game and and say that you've you've you know you've been on top of it. And even Higginbottom was saying um, in his post match that he was he spoke to the ref at half time and said, you know, you've got to get handled on this because you're losing it. It was just an absolute joke. Again, three minutes of added on time in the first half, and I felt like their their keeper was was down for longer than that. Yeah, the keeper in the first half was down down for quite a while. The three minutes, I looked around and everybody was just like, what? I was expecting kind of like five, six, seven minutes. Twitter, Twitter says it should be it should have been seven if you'd have time, if they'd have time it should have been seven minutes. Yeah, so it, yeah. it, it felt like that as well. I also thought as well that I don't know it was warm and a drinks break. You know, it didn't seem at twenty five minutes. I think the first drink break was at thirty three minutes, and that just coincided with the goalie being down. I'm not I'm not too sure, but yeah, the first mm. the, the end of the first start it was really weird. Uh, it was weird because people were booing first and foremost, but let's not let, let's pass that quite quickly. That was. I don't think. I don't feel like they were booing the players, though. I feel like they were booing the, with just out of frustration with that the way that the ref had handled the half. Oh, okay, I, didn't, I yeah. didn't see that. Was it? I didn't think that was at the squad at all. All right, fair enough. Yeah, but there should have been more than three minutes um, added on. Maybe they thought they had that on at the very end. I don't know, but I'm sure that's against the rules, or that's not the, what the directive should <laughs> yeah, be. Yeah, it's not, so, not how it works. Not how it works, but yeah, but it was yeah calmer at the end for that goalie because he was. Um, he was uh, working his ticket, as uh, my grandmother, if she was alive, would say. He goes, "That lad is working his ticket." He would, yeah. He, he, he pushed it to the very, the very end, but um, yeah, they got they got what they deserved, which was uh, yeah. And they were quite loud and quite boisterous, weren't they? The the, the Sheffield United fans, and yeah, yeah. Harry once Kane they scored, left. yeah, Harry Kane left because you're shit and stuff like this, and, and all that politics, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, but yeah, do you want to go into the goals? Well, yeah, I mean, this is it because as as the clock was winding down, we we made those subs, and mm-hmm. I don't know, Seb. I think when they were made, I was a bit unconvinced. I was I was a bit confused why he'd made some of them. Um, I didn't necessarily think Perisic should have been coming at that point, but he put in some decent balls and obviously was um, responsible for the cross that went in. Um, Richarlison, I've got no problem with him coming on necessarily, and I wanted to see Brennan Johnson. So yeah, I didn't think the subs, subs are terrible. Didn't he take off, he took off Sardo, didn't he? So he sort of changed it up and went a bit more attacking. And um, and then in the end, didn't he take off a, a he took off Van der Ven, didn't he, and put on Hoybier? So by the, by the end, we were playing quite an attacking lineup. Um, but yeah, they, they obviously got the job done, and you know, I was absolutely overjoyed for Richarlison. Seb, it's, it really sort of caps off what's probably been a difficult week for him, doesn't it? De- definitely, uh, yeah, could obviously hundred percent agree with that. The, the the subs were an interesting one because, um, yeah, we've done pods in the past and uh, analysis in the past when we've had Son and Kane and they've not been playing great or it's not quite been going for them, and you know, 
uh, Conte or Mourinho or whoever has left them on and we've kind of bemoaned, you know, if they're not playing great, why are they above being taken off? Why, you know, and then today yeah. he took Son off and I was going, why is he fucking taking Son off? I don't <laughs> like, so, you know, I, I didn't, but so, Son was okay today. It was fine. Uh, yeah. You know, didn't, certainly didn't, didn't fall for him, but I didn't think he was, uh, he was amazing. Um, and just taking the, the option to take him off um, and replace him with Richarlison, who obviously, as you as you said, has has had difficult time of late. Um, seems um, personal as as well as on the as on the pitch. Um, I have no problem with Perisic coming on because every time he's come on so far this season, he's uh, he, I think he's been fantastic. Mm. I don't think he's got the legs. I don't think his legs would have lasted ninety minutes today. Um, but I think coming on when players are tired and just having that little extra yard of space um, to mm. to those crosses in um, it is definitely the right thing. And as you say, I want to see Johnson. And, uh, you know, I thought it was written for him around, I think it was about 87 <laughs> minutes when he when he tapped that in. It was very, very close as well. But as is the the way now, you don't really see these replays. You just very quickly get told that it was, uh, that it was off. And, and, and I think it was. Um, but yeah. And then obviously two of the subs, um, Perisic with a corner um, uh, combined and Richie, with that header and the, the players, if you watch the replay, the players that he kind of gets past and uh, to, to plant that header, it's, it, it is fantastic. And also what was nice was he didn't go mental. You know, he didn't go, go, no. it, you know, it, it was just like, um, you know, I've done my job. Um, and obviously everyone was absolutely delighted for him, but he didn't rip his shirt off. He didn't do any of that other stuff. It's back to one, one. Um, and, uh, you know, and then we, then, then we crack on. And like you say, towards the end, I think I had it that it was one one five three the formation. I had <laughs> Romero still at the back. I had Bissouma kind of in front of him. And then I think it was Emerson, um, Madison. Uh, I can't even think now. Udogi. There, there was just, it just seemed like we were just, we, we were going for it. Um, and the amount of times that we've sat here and talked about, um, you know, conservative football or happy yeah. with a point or anything like that. And it's just the antithesis of that now. It was 100%. We're, we're, we're going for this. Um, yeah. And yeah, when when the when the second goal happened, I mean, my wife's still in the mood with me because I, I, I've not seen that loudly in a long time. It was, uh, yeah, it was incredible. And you know, you know what's, what's really incredible? This, this Spursy tag and everything that kind of, I don't think we're ever going to get rid of. But, we are the opposite of that. If you look at some of the stats, so I'm sure you've mm. seen this, but we are, we now hold the we held the record for the latest ever comeback win, which was against oh. Leicester a couple of seasons ago, um, when uh, uh, when Caller missed the end of the game when he was there, and Bergwijn <laughs> scored those two goals. Um, and also, we are now second behind Manchester United in the Premier League history for comeback wins we are now at 100 and Manchester yeah. United are 103 so yeah. um, you know you can get rid of that tag really we're the opposite of that um, and yeah today's was probably one well it was statistically the best absolutely I absolutely lost it um, I haven't enjoyed a celebration like that for years it was um, it was absolutely great and then it lasted for about another four minutes as well waiting for that final whistle somehow the ref managed to find another two and a half minutes of extra time then he was um, very generous <laughs> it's because our, our celebration took so long <laughs> but yeah I mean the way we hunted that ball back a doggy's in there yeah doggy's in there he's taking the ball off him and he's got it he's played a little ball into Hoybjerg Hoybjerg's given it 
um, to Perisic. And Perisic plays this beautiful ball around the corner mm. first time. And that sets um, Richie away. Mm. And, yeah, Richie away. And then Richie goes in the box. Perfect, perfect timing to release it. Draws, draws the centre back in. Kula takes a touch. And then smash, you know, puts it to the right inside of the goalie. And it just, yeah, even in uh, my nice little area where I sit and stuff, it just went absolutely off it was absolutely <laughs> brilliant and um yeah yeah it was uh it was it just just felt like vindicated for like watching them try and waste time and go down and all this shenanigans they plight they tried to do in it and it's just like yeah that's come back to bite you so um fucking beautiful <laughs> it was really good it was it, it was it was really i'm just thinking about it now it's just like oh, i don't know I'm, my Garmin, yeah, heartbeat, uh, 118 beats a minute. There you go. <laughs> the thing is, yeah, and I, I feel sorry for the people that are left because there were people that started leaving in extra time. Uh, they're missing that comeback. And the thing that got me as well was people were just staying behind, weren't they? Like the stadium was not emptying out. There was, I left after about four or five minutes um, to get the train, but like there was, you know, what I mean, the, the vibe was still going on. Absolutely buzzing, really good experience today. It was good, and like they come on. I tell you what, though, I know they, uh, we we die gets a bit of stick, right? Die was the first one on to Richie. I know die speaks fluent Portuguese. So he was on. He picked Richie up and like patted him on the head and did the pretend punch that Romero does to people, and then everybody got around Richie. Like Basuma was in there as well. Skip came over, yeah. subs and everything. It was really good, and then they did the whole line thing. And then, like, just ran towards the south. Are you still there, Franco? What is yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah. They just, they, they just, they're all in arm, and they just, and then like, Basuma just, just goes flying up onto like the crossbar and does a pull up, and it just like, it was great, and the vibes and the music was really loud, and then like, that like, Ange comes and lets like the boys do what they're doing, and then like Ange kind of like steps to the front, and he had Sonny pushing Richie to like take some plaudits, and it's just like the togetherness there is like it's as you said earlier, it's, it's bloody chalk and cheese than it was last season yeah and if you can't enjoy moments like that and you know and you're still thinking like of like any any negativity then again football's not for you um but yeah just at the end there the scenes were just like na 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 it was just yeah like you know even i was like 51 year old man was like just made up it was it was great it was really really good did you see yeah, the um no. Did you see the celebrations immediately after the second goal? So obviously Kulusevsky's kind of slid down onto his knees and and a few have jumped yeah. towards him. And then Vicario runs all the way over to, to the fans in the south stand. But did you see Basuma? No. He no. got cramp. So he run over. <laughs> <laughs> he's run right over celebrating and then literally it looks to me like both legs are seized up and he's just <laughs> flat on his back. Can't move. I think Van der Ven's gone over to him and try and stretch his legs out and have it. he's having no joy at all. Basuma's like waving him off. He can't he can't move. But obviously, you know, within a couple of minutes he sorted himself out because like you say, he's jumping over crossbars and stuff. But um, yeah. Yeah, if you if you can find it on Twitter or something, it, it is hilarious. He literally runs over and then just like falls <laughs> flat on his face. It's, it's uh, yeah. yeah, very good. I'll tell you what though, well, this I is wanted it. to say one thing, boys. And I mentioned this on the YouTube. Paul, and you'll have a better phrase for this, but it's obviously um, like from Only Fools and Horses or, or SAS or whatever, but he who dares wins. And I tried to say, but it, 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 that's a really simplistic way of putting it, but the amount of negativity and, and negative play that we've had 
that would never have happened. What happened today would never have happened, but it's fortune favoring the brave. It's going for mm. it. It's just trying to do it. It's all you've got to do sometimes is try to do it. Think that you can still do it and and, get, and keep going. Give it a go. Uh, we deserved it today. It wasn't undeserved. We're not, we're not sitting here thinking, oh, we got away with that or everything. It was, we got what we deserved today. We turned up, we played for 102 minutes or whatever it was and played good football. What did you say, Franco? 20, 28 shots, something like that? Yeah, 28. 28. It came up on my um, stream that I was watching. I think it was 17 corners or something. Maybe that's a few too many, but at least 14, 15 corners. It was, it was pretty relentless. And that's what teams are going to face against us now is is we are relentless. We don't stop. If you're going to score and it's going to 90, 90 minutes, we'll play one at the back. Do you know, you know, we'll go. For, that's what we did. It, it was Romero, Romero at the back on his own, uh, a Royal and Udogi either, either side with Basuma kind of, kind of covering in front of him and the rest were just going for it. All right. It's a bit harem scarem, but you've got to be in it to win it. And, you know, we absolutely, oh, do you know what as well? Sheffield United, I didn't I didn't really dislike them before today, but I fucking hope they go down. <laughs> if they're going to play like that, then yeah, 100% agree. The thing I'm surprised you missed, Seb, is to dare is to do, surely. Mm. Yeah, that one as well. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Or the Latin version. It's almost felt embarrassing saying it over the last last few years, hasn't it? We, we are. <laughs> well, it has. Yeah. But now at least we're embodying, embodying it and uh, and owning it. So, yeah. We're brave. We're we're. we're, we're some stuff when we're, we're we're defending and we're down in the corner and stuff and like you know we've got players like not like smashing it out to Rosette or hoofing up to like up the front for let Son or mm. or ever try and fight for it we're playing like little triangles and, and, and guys are being brave Sars dropping his shoulder and like playing and like playing it first time in, in, into Madison and getting us away and Udogi's kind of like sprinting back and like you know the ball is spinning and it's, it's, it's do- and you know he's, he's killing it as he's running back at like twenty clicks an hour, and he's like he's knocking it into like Solomon, and Solomon's like uh, like letting it go through his legs. He's, everybody has been given the license by Ange Postecoglou and and Yednik and Ryan Mason, the coaching team, to like just go out and express themselves within a framework which they all believe in, and that that's what we're seeing. People are being brave. It is it is. It's like you know we are getting what we deserve. We are trying. To the ninety fifth, yeah, yeah. It, we know games going to go to 95, 96 minutes. We're fit enough, we're strong enough. We've got the options on the bench, and we've got we've got a system and a team that believes in that system. And it's like, and we are getting what we deserve, which might not work out for us, you know, at points at the rest of the season. But at least we're in there. At least we're kind of deserving to be in this position. And that, and that's after what we've had the last two or three seasons is bloody brilliant, in my opinion. Yeah, and again, after well, you know, last season we had a, a brilliant start, and this season I think we've we've beaten it again, isn't it? Best start again since nineteen sixty or whatever. Three wins in a draw. Sixty-five. Sixty-five was it? Yeah. So a good start. Let's just let's just hope we can continue it. Um, big games coming up, though, mate. Big games coming up. <laughs> That's what I was going to talk about next year. We have got some big games coming up. Thing is, I watched Liverpool. Um, Earlier on, oh, here we, here we go, here we go. go well, no, I, I was watching Liverpool the first half, and then I had to get the train to the game, so I didn't see the second. Obviously, they had a great comeback. That first half, if they play like that against us, then we can do them. Gunners, I think next week is going to be a, a real test. I really do. I don't, I don't think we should go into it with too much expectation. Let's be honest; no. like, we should yeah. be the underdogs in this situation. Um, but you know, you've got to feel confident going into this game now that if we play like this, it's, it's, we're not going to make it easy for them. We took it all. 
We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Any team that faces is going to, based on what we've seen so far, is going to expect to to be facing minimum 10 shots on goal. Minimum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the way we're playing yeah. now. We're having, you know, we scored two goals at every Premier League game so far. You know, yeah. minimum. But, so, but it's not just that, is it, Seb? It's also they've got to get ready to be chased down. And like you say about Basumi getting cramped, Poro was getting cramped as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, you know, th- these players are running a lot during the game. Cool. I watched Kulusevsky today um, because mm. of the stat that came out midweek in terms of he he's led the led the way. Did you notice know he's run the most? Yeah, in, in yeah, run the most. Which yeah. which surprised yeah. me. I have to admit. Um, I watched him today and bloody hell! I nearly said something else. And yes, he does. I, I, it almost goes unnoticed. He is up and down, roundabout. You know, it's it, it is relentless, um, mm. and it's it's getting us. It's, yeah. It, so far, it's getting results. Like you say, I think it is a big game next week, um, and we are best not to not to expect anything. But we're going to cause every team that we play problems. Every team, mm. if we carry on the same, and there's no reason to think that we're not going to. Yeah, I mean, Kulu did the post-match interview, and he kind of talks about coming back from injuries and stuff like that. So it does feel like he's had some of those issues last season as well. But he was always an outball today, wasn't he? Because he was just sticking yeah. so far out. And when we broke, he was always there with a bit of space. And uh, I'm not surprised he runs the most because he's on that halfway line, starts running, gets the ball, and then just tries to run to the to the byline every single time, pretty much, unless he cuts in occasionally. I, it, I mean, it does feel. I think this has been one of his criticisms that you know some of the defenders are a bit. Um, sort of live to what he's going to try and do, which is cutting and get shot off. And his shots have not been as good as when he first started. But today, I thought he was great. And for him to get that winner, and for Richardson to score as well, it was perfect today for those two to get on the score sheet. Really nice finish as well. His goal. He's, I mean, he he shifted it to his right and he's put it back, basically where, it, where it's come from, uh, past the yeah. defender. I, th- yeah. I, th- I thought it was. Uh... I was scared as well that defenders might find him out a bit. But what's happening now is that we're starting to play these little triangles on the corner of the D. Mm. Sorry, the corner of the corner of the box. And we, we saw it uh when a doggy gets to the byline and knocks it back for Kulu to score. So, you know, that that there are there are obviously like styles of our uh, sorry, systems of our play which uh don't just rely on a bit of individual brilliance and stuff, which which, you know, as I say, in that framework we're playing at the moment, there are there is there is opportunities for that. Yeah. But yeah, Kulu Today, you know, you know, Seb's absolutely right. I mean, he, he does. He, he he's up and down. He's like 50, 60 meters, kind of what I call kind of like death sprints, like literally 80, 90 percent of your max. And he's back as well. And he seems to have slimmed down a bit. He seems to be moving quite well. And um, yeah, I'm, I I I was slightly slightly surprised when I saw the stat during the week, which which Seb was talking about. He, he's run the most, but you'd think that'd be something like maybe Papi Matasar or, or Destiny Adogi or Poro, but no, he's he's 
if that front three is, is really good and as you said 20 minutes ago the options to change that up are there for the first time in god knows how long the other thing was is there was there was variation in the play today uh, in terms yeah. of kind of going inside and outside particularly with solomon he's he's got mm. the, the option um a couple of times he had uh, bogle on the outside, which is not something I've seen from any Spurs winger in a long time, probably since Lennon. Mm. Um, you know, you think he's going to go in and then actually he moves, shifts, shifts it out and still got a cross in. He created a couple of couple of good chances, Solomon, uh, in that first half. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, and it's just really, really positive because if you've got two boys at, on either flank who can do what they do and they can switch um, positions and they can switch feet and they can switch which way they're going to go. And then if it's not working, you've got two boys on the bench who can come on and do it. Happy yeah. days. So, you know, it's it's looking really good in those wide areas. We need to keep Madison fit. We, 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 it's, I know it, we had a dip today and he's getting frustrated and they were getting around him and especially second half, he's out towards me um, on, our, on our left. Um, but yeah, when, when he's... When he's on it, he makes everything work. Obviously, because he's a fantastic player. But when he when he drops, we need someone else to like try and, and Basuma to try and take that 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 kind of more kind of productive kind of creative mm. thing. And if he, if he's not there, I know Lacelso's pulled a muscle this week, I believe. So he, he's out for a little while as well. But it's 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 imperative that we keep we keep Madison fit. But we're only playing one game a week at the minute. Yeah. He put some slide. He, he put himself back today as well. Madison was chasing back. He put in a really nice sliding tackle and put it out towards the uh, towards the benches. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he he really did. He really tried hard, and he was like loving it at the end as well. He was like kind of all fours of the ground. He was like clapping and dancing and stuff. But it's imperative for our our progressive football to keep it. I mean, that's pretty sure just converted here, but he he needs to stay fit. We need to keep him fresh. But yeah. we've got options. You know, we've got options. No, I mean that that that's important. Basuma as well. I thought Basuma was again great today. He's a fucking. Inc- it was incredible today, Franco. Wasn't he? he was incredible today. He- just mopping stuff up, but it's also in possession. He's just he just seems so confident. Like you're not going to get the ball off me. It is just shades of Dembele, isn't it? That just like I'll have a player, bit. you know, two feet away from me and not care. Give me the ball. I don't care. And then some of his runs were fantastic. I mean, towards the end, you could tell he was getting a bit leggy, but still trying yeah. to run through like four players. And then I was a bit like, you need to stop doing that now. Um, and maybe he could he could re- release the ball a little bit earlier on a few occasions. But apart yeah. from that, like his game is just phenomenal for us at the moment. Bursting through the centre circle, literally 65, 70 minutes gone, literally trying to take it upon himself to create something and to take responsibility and to like kind of play a perfectly weighted curled out ball towards Kulazeski on the right hand side with great pace and then to carry on the run to get more men in the box to get, to, to drive Pape Martins out forward to to like point to Madison the guy he, 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 he I know we caveat this with Sheffield United we know that but they played low mid mid to low block packed the midfield but Basuma yeah mm. it was just like that kind of 60 minutes onwards today, he just, because he was getting frustrated with the ref as well. Mm. He got booked for St. He put his face in where it shouldn't be put in. He was lucky today in, in a few aspects, but yeah, you're right. There are shades of Dembele there. He's, he's you, know, you know, he's press resistant, but the driving runs, like you think a player's going to creep up behind him and just get a toe in. It's almost like he senses, he's got like 360 awareness. He senses that as a guy like on his blind side, like maybe yeah. trying to nip it off him. And he just like, he cuts across them. So if you try and tackle, they're going to take him out. It's going to be a foul. He's, 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 sat on the bench. he's sat on the bench all last season, Franco. Oh no, Come madness. On. 
yeah. Finally, let's just talk about Brendan Johnson. He got mm, probably 25 minutes, I guess, in the end, came on quite late. But, you know, like we said, he was instantly involved, scored that goal, which was disallowed. But I thought his general energy, there was there was a, a chance when he got it on the right and it, he took a bad touch, but then just through sheer determination, managed to win it back. And then we, we kept the ball out there. It felt like every time he got on the ball, it resulted in something, if not directly from him. And I just thought he was full of energy, sort of excited to see more of him. What do you think, Seb? Yeah, agreed. I said when we when we signed him, I was excited by it. I know a few people weren't, but I, I uh, yeah, I was I was excited just looking at his um, his kind of statistics for for Forest last season. Not just the goals and the and the assists, but the kind of energy that he that he has, as you, as you said, he bought bought today, uh, and the kind of running mm. stats. We are such a quick team. Yeah, you know, I meant to. I tried mm. to say it say it earlier. We we are rapid. You know, you've got Porro and. Uh, uh, and Johnson potentially down that side, and Kulusevski who run more than anyone in the um, in the league. We we've got some serious stamina and some serious speed. Johnson makes things happen, and I think in a good mm. team, mm. Um, you, you you'll you'll see more and more of that. He's um, obviously we know he's absolutely rapid, but his close ball control looks pretty good to me. Um, and yeah, like you said earlier in the pod, unlucky not to score with his with his first touch. We do have a, a history Spurs of debutant scoring. So when it went in, I thought it was uh you know, I thought we'd um I thought we'd done it. Um but um but yeah I like what I see and he's just an option and as you said as you said right at the start of the pod to have these these options on the bench or starting and other other players coming in and out. Um it, it just feels so good. I did think to myself at one point today, I think it was a, probably around 80 minutes. Maybe maybe it was after the Johnson goal went in and I was watching it on Optus Sport Australia, I think it was. And I don't know who the main commentator was, but the uh, the uh, pundit, the, the, the co-coms was Effin Akuku. Oh, I cannot stand him. And he said, I've said it, I've said it before. I know, I know I've gone in on Akuku before, but I'm going in again. He said... Uh, this was, it was Heckingbottom's 100th game and he said this was about 85 minutes bearing in mind all that injury time that we probably knew was coming at some point yeah. and he said uh, uh, this will be a game that he doesn't forget and I thought you fucking bellend um, <laughs> and then he said uh, and this is Postacoglu's um, 50th home game and he's gone full, uh, no, not 50th home game ever, but he's gone 49 home games without defeat and this one will really hurt. And I thought, <laughs> you bloody bell end. So added to my list of all those Sheffield people, F in a Koku, have that. <laughs> Join that list. Top stuff. Right, cheese heads. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it in previous pods, but our Facebook got nerfed by Zuckerberg, um, got, got removed, we lost 21, 22,000 followers on that so if you're listening and you're not following our facebook page please do us a solid and get on there and follow us um there's an incentive for you to do so now as well um, we got approached by uh scratchoffmaps.com they do these mega basically uh, you know like a scratch card so you get a big map of wherever whether it's england the british isles european countries and they've got on there every single league football league stadium and when you go to them you can scratch them off your list and they appear all right it's the proper nerdy kid thing to do seb i'm sure you'd be well into it i'm, I'm <laughs> loving it i want one 
<laughs> they've sent me a sample and honestly it's mint they're really good and they've given us some you scratch anything off yet Franco I haven't no I, I don't like, I like leaving right, send things. it to me please <laughs> send it to me please thank you uh, Mr Burrow's probably more appreciative he's probably going to scratch it. he's got more to scratch off than you I'm afraid <laughs> that's exactly why as soon as, as soon as you said that I was like SJB he's on that he's got to be on that yeah exactly but they've kindly given us some to give away and we'll be giving them away on our Twitter and our Facebook so there you go get on our Facebook for a chance to win um, one of these scratch-off match, which we will do the competitions in the next fortnight. So get involved on our Facebook page um, and, yeah, on our Twitter if you're not already. Right, Mr Muir, thanks ever so much for joining. Yeah, no dramas. I've just finished a litre of water while we've been doing this. My voice is a bit better. But, um, <laughs> get on that honey yeah, and lemon. <laughs> get on that and I'll probably get on that punk. That punk. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was good. What a day, what a day. Um, we wait, we've been waiting for that for a while, haven't we? Come yeah, on, just last thing. Just been waiting for like a moment like that. You know, if you got this far, thanks very much for listening, Cheese Heads. And uh, yeah, onwards. <laughs> nice one. Also, Seb, thanks for joining as always, mates. Thank you. As if the day couldn't get any better, I'm off to watch Strictly Come Dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, back for Seb. Top stuff. <laughs> Uh, I was going to give a quick shout out to Justin, who I haven't seen for like five years. I think since our last game at Wembley, we went out. That's probably the last time I've seen him. Saw him today. I had a nice catch up. I said I'd give him a shout out once he, because he didn't know anything about the podcast. <laughs> he said he'd be listening. Got himself another listener. Right. Um, don't forget, if you want to join our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cheese room podcast, you can get involved in our daily chat with our top quality patrons that are already uh, involved in that. Um, and like I said, please do sign up to our Facebook page. We uh, need to get those numbers back up. Right, till next time. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Enjoy your lunch. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.